Rat-a-tat-tat, rat-a-tat-tat, rat-a-tat. A high schooler sitting at his desk, staring at a bird through a nearby window, drummed his pencil mindlessly on the edge of the wooden tabletop. His teacher hammered on in a monotone voice. We'll be having a duck and cover drill shortly. Make sure everyone gets in position in a timely manner. He trailed off. Chris, would you like to tell me what I just said? The kid snapped out of his stupor. Huh? Oh, yeah, a duck and cover drill. Chris is a junior with a tall, lanky frame and blonde hair that swooped into a pompadour modeled after James Dean. Just when he returned to whatever thought he was lost in, a red flashing light invaded the classroom and an alarm blared over the announcements. Most of the students quickly got up, slid under their desks, and put their hands over their heads. It was easy to pick out the trembling freshmen, afraid as if the Soviets had actually started bombing the school. Shutting the front door of his family home and beginning to make his way upstairs to change into his work uniform, his mother's scream stopped him in his tracks. "'Oh my God, Chris, are you okay?' she asked, embracing and then frantically surveying him. "'Come see what's happening.' She ushered him into the family room, where his dad sat on the sofa, staring at the television with wide eyes and his jaw hanging open slightly. President Kennedy was on the TV announcing the presence of Soviet missile sites in Cuba and his proposed plan of a blockade that, with Soviet disregard, would launch America into World War III with nuclear weapons. You're not going to work today, his father stated matter-of-factly in a stern, serious voice. Traffic on the way to the grocery store was bumper-to-bumper packed, with frequent displays of panicked drivers trying to make it to their destination as fast as possible, by whatever means necessary. Inside the store was a madhouse, people on the verge of a fistfight over a can of beans and others wiping a whole shelf of food into their buggy, booking it to the exit. Chris's mom gave each of them a list of food from different aisles, and even Chris felt the urgency of grabbing everything that they would need to live off for the foreseeable future. As he scanned the list, he thought of a kid he went to school with whose parents had a bunker and were paralyzed with paranoia by the thought of an all-out nuclear war. They didn't seem so crazy to him now, despite him having been the first person to shake his head at the fears he grew up surrounded by. When they reached home, they made their way to the basement where they had a little uh, grocery store of their own. There were shelves with radio backups, gallons of water, canned foods, and flashlights. He helped to unload the stuff they got from the grocery store and made his way upstairs. His parents were in the kitchen making dinner, meatloaf and discussing the political state of the world, not Chris's favorite topic. As he walked in, his mother looked at him, suddenly remembering there was a duck and cover drill at the school earlier that day. I still can't believe they expect us to keep sending our children to school after what Kennedy said. His mother said with indignation, the Soviet Union has set uh, ships course for Cuba. Thankfully, Kennedy shortened the blockade line closer to the coast today, but that won't delay conflict for long. At these words from his dad, his mom sighed and let out a little groan. Well, we'll know more tomorrow, won't we? Every American in the country sat in front of their TV on the afternoon of October 22nd. The news announcer kept tabs on the Soviet ships that quickly approached Cuban waters. They weren't turning around. How can they do this? Our countries will kill the world. Wait, look, they're turning around, Chris exclaimed, pointing at the television. And they did. A sigh of relief fell over the room and the nation.